opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello everyone. Want to make sure that you guys can hear me okay? Yep, we can hear you just fine. Wonderful. Okay, great. I am uh, a poor substitute, but uh, Matt Volbrecht normally does these trainings, and we are the support team for him, uh, Cliff and myself, and uh, Matt is going to be a few minutes late today, so I'm kind of filling in to kind of help fill the gap, <laughs> and Matt, um, the topic today for the uh, technology discussion for ACB is on, uh, you know, Black Friday deals and technology specials, um, you know, all things related to Apple. Uh, Matt has said several times that, you know, if Apple sold toothpaste, you know, he would buy it. <laughs> um, I, one time, at one time I tried to count how many Apple iOS devices Matt had, and I totally lost count. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> He has everything Apple, and it's amazing how he's got everything connected uh, through the app called HomeKit, and there's all these external devices that, that HomeKit supports, such as door locks, garage door openers, smart plugs, etc. And um, I was so fascinated, uh, you know, it's Christmas time, and Matt has, it's called a scheme. And what he has set up in his home, he's got these trigger words that he'll say something like, hey, and I'm spacing here, Siri, S-I-R-I, <laughs> um, Merry Christmas. And what that triggers is, say, for example, his Christmas tree will turn on, uh, the TV might turn on with a fireplace, you know, uh, displayed, um, music might start playing, his lights in his living room might uh slowly go from red to green. Um, that's kind of a, a typical scheme that Matt, somebody like Matt would set up. And um, the idea today is to talk about the latest lineup of Apple iOS devices. And, you know, um, I was thinking about, about this and like I said, Cliff will be joining us hopefully soon. But, you know, keep in mind, you know, when we talk about technology of course, you know, it's the focus is on the newest. And the minute you buy something, you buy a piece of technology, even an Apple, you know, iOS device, you know, next year, there's going to be another model. Like, for example, uh, Matt's got this, uh, he put a post on his ttjtech.net. And if you guys aren't already signed up for that, you should. It's you just go, you know, um, do a, um, uh, a search on the internet, ttjtech.net. And then if you're on a, an iOS device, you hit the menu key at the top when you get to his webpage. It's called the Tech Juggernaut. And you uh, expand that menu to join the blog by email. Okay. And so you, you swipe on down and you, it'll say, enter your name and your email address. So you put your name in and then your email address and you hit submit. And then you get an email confirming that you want to join to follow the blog. And uh, so that the they know that it's not a, 
a robot, you know, joining this. And then you will get these updates that, that Matt puts out. And he puts out little recordings when um, new features are available on Apple iOS. And he's got a whole blog um, narrative right now about, I call it his favorite things, but kind of the pieces of technology he thinks are the best to consider if you're going to purchase an Apple iOS device. And like I was saying, for example, um, the iPad 8 is uh, the most recent um, model, you know, that's that's available right now for an iPad, for an entry, you know, kind of iPad. And it's a it's a wonderful iPad. But in the spring, you know, probably sometime in the spring or later in the spring, they might introduce the, the next iPad. So, you know, when you buy technology, what you want to do, and this is my opinion only, is make an informed decision and go ahead and take the leap. You know, it. Um, you need to look at what this device is going to do for you. What do you need? What do you need this device for? And I hear that Cliff has just joined. For example, um, I am trying to exercise a little more, and I need to exercise. <laughs> and so I decided to um, buy an Apple Watch because I'd never had a watch before. I mean, I've had one for years, <laughs> but. Since I retired, I took my watch off and was like, I'm never going to wear a watch again. <laughs> and now here I am. I've got a watch on my wrist. <laughs> um, and uh, But I, I really love it because it gives you immediate feedback related to time and distance and so forth. And it can be very customizable. And it talks. You know, everything Apple has built-in speech synthesis that is built into the, the system. It's not something you have to add on. And I, uh, that made me an Apple fan from the get-go because I don't have to pay for extra software, you know, that somebody developed and it's an add-on to this product. And so voiceover just works so seamlessly between the whole lineup of Apple products and there is a lot of Apple products and they are constantly, you know, introducing more. <clears throat> so um, I think, uh, I don't know if Cliff needs to be unmuted. I heard that he joined. Uh, but um, so anyway, um, so if, if somebody might want to take a look to see if he needs to be unmuted or if he's there. No, he's unmuted. Cliff? Oh, okay. Okay. Cliff, are you there? I heard that he joined. <laughs> He's got, I'm here. There you are, Cliff. Yeah. There you are, brother. Okay, perfect. Just double checking on you. Uh, so I know you uh, like to talk, so I decided to show up late on purpose. Oh yeah, great, great. <laughs> so let me finish before you go on to these all these this list of you know Matt's favorite. I call it Matt's favorite things, but you know. Um, yeah, I just read the article like 20 minutes ago too. So uh, <laughs> yeah, his article, and I was telling them to go to ttjtech.net blog and to, to you can read that whole article he put up and it, it's um you know these devices and again you know I'm kind of talking my philosophy they are life-changing devices because they talk <laughs> and they're accessible and everybody else is using the same device that we're using so I mean I can't you know emphasize this enough it's not a special retrofitted uh, you know device that we're paying for the research and development to make it talk you know and um, it's amazing what you can do with these devices. And so, again, when you're looking at purchasing a device, want to make 
a list, at least I do, of what this device is going to do for me, because you don't want to just not use it. You know, you don't want to stick it in the drawer. It's like I purchased this device and now I can, I'm not using it. You know, kind of thing. you want to make use out of these. And I really do think that uh, blind people, they know more about their Apple iOS devices once they start using them than sighted people do. I mean, sighted people do not know a fraction of what is capable on the devices they're holding in their hands. You know, they're uh, they're just texting or they're just, uh, you know, doing searches or whatever. And it's a phenomenal what these devices can do for anybody, but especially people who are blind using voiceover. So that's my two cents related to these Apple iOS devices. And there was a whole list of devices that, that Matt wanted us to cover. And um, Cliff, I was initially talking about the iPad eighth generation because it's um, it's, uh, the there, there's there's several kinds of iPads. You know, there's there's iPad Air, iPad Pro, um, and then there's this eighth generation that is for what most people need an iPad to do. This is an uh, amazing latest developed piece of uh, hardware, and um, for people learning how to use the iPad. Um, this is a great way to get started if they're interested. And um, the TTJ are going to be offering this iPad uh, course in the spring. So I'm hearing myself echo a little bit. Is everybody hearing me okay? I hear the echo too, but... I know, I hear the echo. Um, I don't know so what's going to... on. Okay, it's I'm like... hearing myself echo too. Um, to follow up on what Rita said about the iPad, the iPad 8th generation is a comparable device for anybody. I mean, I have a, I have a five-year-old granddaughter who has one. She got it for her birthday. Um, it's, it's, it's affordable starting at 329 for 32 gigabytes and you can go up to 429 for the 128 gigabytes. It gets a little more expensive when you want to get into the Wi-Fi cellular model, which I think is 569. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but everybody's having sales. I mean, everybody from Best Buy to Sam's Club to Walmart, Target, um, uh, Amazon. You can find them pretty good prices on eBay. And even the seventh generation is 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 comparable. I mean, if you don't need the speed bump and uh, extra eye candy that makes the screen, you know, uh, glare free and all that other extra stuff. And I think it has an eight or I ten, whatever that processor is called. I think they're on fourteen now instead of twelve. Um, then, I mean, you you probably could find a seventh generation in good, in good condition. The, again, there's the iPad Pro, which I have the 2020 model, and it's, you know, it's a little bit more more bells and whistles, has four stereo speakers, has um, it's a, has Face ID. The eighth generation still has Touch ID. It's squared off like the old iPhone 4, 5, and... I think it stopped at five, didn't it? Yeah, the five, the four and five, and what the iPad or the iPhone twelve and twelve Pro have went to back to the square rounded corner shape. So it's it's edge to edge. The iPad Pro is, and then you go into the Mac or not the Mac, but the iPad Air fourth generation is also squared off, a little thinner, a little lighter. I'd say it's the medium between the iPad Pro and the eighth generation. Even though they say that it has a faster processor, 
than the iPad Pro, but the iPad Pro has some other underlying engineering things that are above my pay grade to tell you about. <laughs> but but ultimately, they they're equal in in performance. Is from what the reviewers say. Um, I think the iPad Pro's camera is a little bit better because it has that that look around thing. What is that thing, Rita? The the oh, lidar. LIDAR, yeah, the LIDAR detection or, you know, people detection, you know, the right. person standing near you kind of thing. And that is a really a photography thing. I mean, there this terminology, again, you, you what are you going to use this device for? You don't have to have the latest model. You don't have to replace your device every year. However, you do need to replace them at some point. Um, I know there are people who are holding on to, you know, older Apple iOS devices and they don't support the newest software. And I was going to mention you, you held on to yours. I mean, it's not out of date, but I mean, somebody might consider it old because it's the iPad six generation, right? Um, Correct. I have the, I have the iPad six generation and I'm going to keep it until it no longer supports the latest software. That's my kind of rule of thumb when I'm when I'm talking about replacing devices because apps are maximized for the latest software. Okay, wasn't that your first <laughs> iPad though, or did you have one before it, that? No, I I had an iPad that my husband bought for me, and I don't remember it was like second generation or something, and I couldn't use it because I couldn't. I was so frustrated by it because I couldn't figure out. The screen was so big, it split. I had no, I was like very frustrated by it. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and so I traded it in uh, uh, to help, you know, buy a, one model of the iPhone at one point or another. Um, and so, you, you know, when these apps that we use every day, they're maximized to run the most latest software. And the developers are, you know, it's to run this and these features work with the newest software. So um, when your device, now this is just my rule of thumb, when your device no longer supports that software, it is time to think about upgrading because the features won't work as well. There are things that won't, won't happen on your older device. And um, so that's when you really do want to, replace again that's my opinion um <clears throat> you know and when we talk about these devices there's hardware and there's software okay so the hardware is the actual unit okay the software is the operating uh you know the operating system that makes it work and um recently within the last year or so they split out like ipad now has its own apps you know ipad apps and then there's apple ios apps and then of course there's software for your watch that you know the ios software for the watch there's software for your um mac computers which you know they all have different names the most recent name is big sur you know they're all after california kinds of things uh, landmarks <laughs> um and um you know the ip um oh my god the home pod uh Speakers have their own, the software, you know, that is Apple's that, you know, updates it. And so when a lot of times people don't know the difference between their hardware and their software. So I'll say to somebody, what, what do you got? And they'll say, I have a, you know, I have an iPhone 13. And you're like, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> you 
you've got to, you know, you've got, you know, they don't go that high right now. <laughs> and you can go into uh, settings on your device, whichever device you have. You can go into settings and then to general and then to about, and it'll tell you exactly what you've got. You know, I've got an iPad, you know, seventh generation, sixth generation. I've got an iPad. You know, I've got a watch, you know, fifth generation, whatever. It'll tell you that model. And then it'll also tell you if it's running the most latest software or if there's a software update. Now, most of these devices come with um, software automatically updating unless you turn that off. Okay. Um, And there's been some history, some legacy of blind people not wanting to update their software because they've been afraid that something won't work with voiceover. And we typically do not think that is a wise practice. I mean, again, it's all personal um, decision, you know, but like I just said, these software developers maximize their software for the latest software, you know, they're, they're these updates. So that's where it Did you talk be. about the fitness plus that's coming for the watch probably next week or maybe the week after that Apple is no. going to be announcing. No, I was trying to be kind of systematic. Um, is there anything else we've covered, kind of covered the iPad, iPads, correct? The, the, All right, we covered the, the iPads, iPad. you covered the watch. Um, let's talk about one of Matt's favorites that he just got, which is the HomePod Mini. Now, I don't have the link to it, and I don't think you're able to post that stuff here in the web, or the, um, I'm about to call it WebEx, the, um, help me out here. What is what are the, <laughs> what, what, the I know webinar. we're in Zoom, but what are they webinar. webinar? That's it. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't know if I would be able to post it anyway, but um a lot of reviewers, MacRumors.com, nine to five Mac, a lot of the Apple websites and some other ones have done a review with um the app or the HomePod Mini versus Alexa versus Google Home. And it's it's a pretty good review. Um I can't tell you what to think, but I know that Apple or that the HomePod Mini and the Alexa are pretty, pretty even. Um, I think the one thing that might steer people away from HomePod Mini, even though it's much cheaper than the big brother, as Matt calls it, the, the full-size HomePod Mini, and some of these other devices like Sonus and, and, and Bose and stuff like that, is it's $99. But I can tell you that the sound is excellent, plus the fact that it will integrate with all your Apple devices. You can check your calendar. You can make phone calls. You can uh, ask it what's the weather. You can play music. And if you have more than one like I do, well, I don't have a HomePod Mini, but I have two full-size HomePods. I can play a song, and I can tell Siri to play it in every room. And I'll have the same song playing in my kitchen that's playing in my living room. So I won't have to, you know, strain to hear one or the other. Or if even if it's a movie on my Apple TV, I can do the same thing. So the, the HomePod Mini, priced at ninety nine dollars, probably one hundred six, one hundred seven after tax, free shipping from Apple dot com. Of course, you get great sound, and you know, in a in a smaller box. Um, yeah, but Mac can tell you more about it because he actually has one. I've just read the reviews and looked at one myself. I was going to order one, but. <clears throat> they said I wouldn't get it till February, so I just waited. Decided to wait till Best Buy and get some more in. So, <laughs> you know, uh, with these this this world of smart speakers. Okay, you know, Apple was not the first on the scene. You know, with these smart speaker speakers that have, you know, when you talk to something, 
a device. It's called speech recognition. It's recognizing what you're saying. It's interpreting it. And then it's going to come back to you with speech synthesis. And the companies now that are out there are Google's Home Assistant, Amazon's Alexa line of devices, Google's line, uh, line of devices, and Apple's line of devices for the smart speaker world right now that are, you know, the most popular. And <clears throat> the Alexas and the Google products are anywhere from, oh my gosh, you know, um, there's these small devices are, you know, the size of a hockey puck. They're anywhere from in the 20 some dollars to a hundred dollar range, depending on the product that you get. Okay. And then there's, then there's Apple's, um, answer to this, which is the HomePod, which when they develop, they put out their first smart speaker. It's bigger. It was bigger than the other units and it's got seven mics and oh my gosh several different speakers uh and it amazing sound i mean it really really uh, made some amazing sound and these when apple just put out this product lineup of these mini the the ipod minis is that what they're calling them uh the, Home, the homepod the, minis homepod, homepod minis homepod um that they're they're the answer to you know Amazon and Google's assistant you know kinds of smaller devices. But again, the sound quality um, is and again Matt can address this you know is is superior, and the integration between your devices. That's the it's like uh, a friend of mine calls it the Apple Orchard. <laughs> you know when you jump over into the Apple world these devices all communicate with each other. You know, stuff that's on my watch is on my phone. Stuff that's on my, on those two devices, you know, if something's playing on a, on a, a HomePod, which I, which I don't have, but, you know, it will show up, you know, that I could go to my um, phone with it. You know, the, the integration of these is amazing. And that's, uh, why people stay so dedicated to the Apple ecosphere is because of this relationship of these devices talking to each other. Um, Matt just came well, in, and it's funny did. that you said you you really have a, a unique way of describing things. Really, um, Reed, I never thought about Apple devices having a relationship with each other. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is really a unique way of putting it. And just to recap what he said before we bring Matt in here to talk about his HomePod Minis experience, because he yes. has a, yes. two of them, I think. Actually, he might have three of them by now because some of them are supposed to be delivered, but like Rita just said, they have a relationship. Like I have a couple of products that are not made by Apple, but are an Apple home kit. I have the two Eve door sensors and I have a circle view Logitech camera. And I can ask Siri on my home pod, if my front door is open or I can ask Siri what the temperature in my home is. And she'll tell me because my thermostat is home kit enabled and I can even pick up my phone and go to my thermostat and I can change the temperature. I can set it to go down to a certain temperature at 12 noon. I can set it to go up to a certain temperature at night when it gets a little cooler. Hey Matt, how's it going? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Pretty good. We good. were just talking about your, we were just talking about one of your favorite devices, which is the HomePod mini. Now, neither of us own them. I got the big brother as you call it, but why don't you tell them a little bit more about the quality of sound on the minis? Cause I know a lot of people are saying, Oh, $99. I can still get me a echo dot or a, or a home or a Google home for much, much cheaper. So why don't you, why don't you speak to the quality of the, the product and the sound that you're getting from those minis since you actually own two of them? 
Right, right. Actually, um, yeah, and we did get we did get the other two now for the kids, but I think they're going to be uh, under the tree for Christmas Day as opposed to them getting them early. I think that's the uh, that's the current plan. But we do have two um, in active use already, as well as two of the the big home pro- you know the regular home pods as well. Um, the the home pod mini is worth every penny of of the ninety nine dollars, and it really is far above anything like an echo dot or you know a a nest mini whatever those things are called now um it is the the sound quality is outstanding uh it's yes it's (laughs) it's not like the quality of the big home pods if you have ever heard a big home pod as a you know a a full-size home pod um you will never want to listen to to music or TV on anything else again. Um, It's funny because I had the opportunity recently to be with my parents who didn't even tell me what they spent on. They they needed a new home theater receiver. You know, they have a wired system. The speakers were built into their walls and everything. And if your parents know you like I do, there's a good reason why they didn't tell you how much they spent. (laughs) Right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't say anything because it seemed rather mean to do so. But I, I can honestly tell you, after sitting in their home listening to their television, I'd rather hear it on the home pods any day. So those those full size home pods, you're not going to get that experience with the home pod minis. I mean, common sense that the, the home pod mini is a fraction of the size of the full home pods. However, now to remind remind them now, you have two big brothers or, or full size home pods paired in the stereo in your living room, and the other one ones in your kitchen and ones in your living in your bedroom, right? That is correct. Yes, yes, that's correct. So we're already starting to you know build them out throughout the house, and it's been great with Christmas decorating. We always get the eggnog, and we get yeah, the we yeah, we, we still haven't gotten that video. Oh, I know. I need to send. I was just thinking about that. We're going to take that today. We, yeah, we we have it to the point we can we can show it off a little bit. So we're going to yeah, we're going to do that. But we you know, we had music. We had music playing the other day in the kitchen and in the living room as we were decorating. And I needed to run into the bedroom for a minute to do something. And so I just told Siri, I said, hey, also play this in the master bedroom. And that way I didn't have to miss out on the Christmas music while I was walking back there. Uh, the intercom feature, you know, that allows us to, to talk to, to send a message, uh, an audio message to other people while we're uh, in different rooms of the house. And, and those intercom messages come not only on the HomePod minis and the full-size HomePods, but they also show up on the person's iPad, iPhone, AirPods, Apple Watch, and even in the car with CarPlay. And because the HomePods have voice recognition, those intercom messages show up on the appropriate devices from the appropriate person. So these these minis are absolutely, they sound great. They, they really do. Uh, they have excellent sound. They're rich bass, very good quality. And they're just, a, I mean, they fit in the palm of your hand. They're really, really small. Um, and um, they, you know, again, as with all of the Apple products, I don't know what all you guys have, have covered you know, before I was able to get I've in covered here, but... a few things. And one thing I wanted to ask you before I announced it, are you guys TTJ? Are, are, are we still giving away? Um, um, are, do you still have more iPads to give away in a raffle or whatever it is? We do. And there's one specifically set aside for our ACB listeners. So there, yes, that will happen before the end of this year. Okay. And I, I'm, a, I'm assuming instructors can't enter that raffle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, uh no, yeah. that's a jogger. Look, we already got the apple orchard in this house. We'll have uh, our that's right. 
another thing that we we already talked about the iPad. I mean, you can touch on it a little more. We talked about the eighth gen, the longevity of devices. Um, Brita says she doesn't update until it's absolutely necessary, which means she upgraded from her iPad 2 to her phone and then got the sixth generation when she started teaching with us. But she was saying that she's going to keep that sixth generation until it's not supported by the next iOS. Is that a good recommendation or would you go a different direction? Well, <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm really putting I'm him on the spot, isn't it? Course, well, he, Cliff, Cliff asks that question knowing exactly what I'm going to, because there's only one thing I can say. You know, um, I, I will say this. I, I'll say two two contrasting things. Obviously, it's that famous thing we always say, personal preference, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I had occasion to use my wife's iPad yesterday which I never touch her devices. I mean, we just don't, and she doesn't even like, she likes to solve the problem herself. So even if she's having an issue, you know, she wants me to tell her how to do it. I'm like, just hand it to me, but she doesn't like to do that. But yesterday- Mine either. (laughs) But yesterday she and the kids were cooking dinner and we're just getting ready to eat, but she wanted to watch a different show than the rest of us. And so she said, well, you guys put it on the TV. I'll watch my show on my iPad. So uh, she didn't have, we had never signed her into- uh, AT&T TV and, and downloaded that app and everything. And so I said, here, I'll just do it for you. Now she is using an iPad Air 2, which is a 2014 device. And I was amazed at how smoothly it ran with voiceover. I really was impressed by it because I expected it to be a painful experience and it really wasn't. But having said that, you know, every new device is going to offer something and it's it's going to be they're lasting longer. You know, there's never been, in my opinion, a better time to buy an iPad, for example, than this year, because that even that, I mean, I'm telling you, I am amazed at the eighth generation iPad, the specs of it compared to the price of it. The processor in that thing is a six core processor. And while I can't speak for Apple and their plans, I've got to believe you're going to be able to get a solid four or five years out of that without even having to think about upgrading. And and that's not even getting into the other models and the iPhones and all that. So I always upgrade pretty regularly. And I'm planning on keeping my iPad a while, this time, as many years as I can. I am, this is the iPhone, I actually have an iPhone 11. This is the very first time since 2009 that I did not upgrade with the next model. You know, I have had every model of iPhone, not the SEs or the 5C, but I've had every model of iPhone from the 3GS all the way up to the 11, even when I said I wasn't going to. And this year, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Right now, I'm very, very happy with the 11. There's some really great stuff in the 12 Pro. And believe me, I've considered it. I've actually had it in the cart a couple of times. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. That's all I can say is we'll see. So I think it's a very personal preference thing. Um, you know, I think it's great that with these Apple devices, you can keep them longer than a lot of other devices. Um, but there's also a lot of great stuff, you know, to, to be had. And I, I will tell you this, one of the strategies that I respectfully disagree with is the idea, well, I'll just wait and see what they come out with next. Well, okay. If it's like September 1st and you're looking to buy an iPhone, yeah, wait, because historically Apple releases their new phones in September, but you know, the rest of the time you could say, well, there's always going to be changing in technology. So there really is no time like the present, um, and, you know, it's beyond that, whatever works for you and your uh, your finances. But for those who are interested in upgrading, I'll tell you two things. One, there's still some good deals for Christmas. And two, 
you're probably not going to get your devices before Christmas at this point. I, I have been recommending to customers the 128-gig iPad 8th generation with Wi-Fi and cellular, and I'm not sure there's another one to be found new on shelves anywhere right now in this country. I'm not, I don't think I'm exaggerating that. Believe me, I've looked. And at this point, you're going to be looking at January, probably 6th or 7th, until you I was actually doing a rec- somebody asked me, um, one of the students from the class actually texted me for a recommendation instead of you. But anyway, they had me <laughs> they had me put together them. They wanted me to put together. They wanted me to max out the M1 and tell them how much it was going to cost. And oh, okay. that that went all the way out to February 22nd. So, wow. I mean, those those M1s are flying off the shelf. What actually brings me to my next one, Rita, I wanted to talk to you about so people could hear on the decision that you made. I know your PC is going by the wayside, but you could have easily just said, okay, I'm just going to use my iPad, you know, since we help, since we teach a class that says replacing a traditional computer or iPad for all computer, we're calling it now. You could have easily just said, I'm just going to use my iPad. So why did you make the decision to go ahead and jump into the MacBook Pro world with two feet? Uh, because I was, uh, dropped on my head when I was a baby, maybe (laughs) (laughs) the final piece of the puzzle. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. The final, um, um, I wanted the power of a, God, you guys, you're putting me on the spot here. Let's see. Yeah. I I, I wanted the power of file management. I mean, I know you can, you know, the files app, which I am now using more than ever um, in iCloud, you know, for for file management. Um, I wanted that power to be able to move files around. And I wanted uh, that feel of a of a dedicated computer because um, I'm, I'm just so used to, I've been using, uh, you know, PC computers since, you know, what, the 90s? <laughs> and um, so I, I kind of wanted a computer for that. I, in my head, now, again, this is me, okay, I see these devices as, I use them for different things. Like my iPad, I use uh, for Netflix, for example, Um uh, and I, you know, I can carry it around with me and I can access Netflix or, you know, um, that that's one dedicated, like if I want to do something on Netflix, I know I could do it on my phone too. You know what I mean? But, uh, but I, I kind of see my iPad as like entertainment and I see a computer as my work. Um, like I do these iDevice articles and I do research and I, I wanted the power of having that ability to have file management um, on a quote computer, you know, that um, and thus it's forcing me to learn a whole new operating system. And again, the learning curve is um, it's proving to be steep uh, jumping from, you know, a windows environment to a Mac environment. Uh, So, you know, when people are like I was talking earlier, when you're making these decisions about what product to buy, you know, it's like, do your research, delineate out what you want to do with the thing and then take the leap and do it and learn it. Uh, you know, it's worth the effort. And these courses that uh, TTJ has been offering really is, I mean, even though I'm a part of it, <laughs> it really is, a, it's, it's a, a level above anything that's out there that I've ever seen. And uh, believe me, I've been on a lot of different, different. webinars. 
Go ahead, uh, Matt or Cliff. What were you saying? I wasn't me. I think that was you echoing. Oh, still echoing. No, not really. But the reason I brought that up is because one, it's not on. It's our our M ones that I, you ordered and I ordered, and we're probably going to get it about the same time. By the way, I ordered the Mac Mini because it you get more bang for your buck. You don't have to buy a screen and keyboard, and I already got all the stuff. But anyway, the reason I brought it up is because one, Matt didn't have our new machines in his uh, holiday buyer's guide. And he didn't. Two, I, no, he didn't. <laughs> and two, I just wanted you know you as a former PC user to tell other people who might be thinking about jumping from the pc to the mac world on how different the worlds are it's not difficult but it it is going to take some work wouldn't you agree yes it's a it's a different operating system and so you cannot think okay what i did in windows is going to work with mac it's a it's a different way of doing things but from what i understand and from talking to people once you make this leap uh it, it and and again the integration you know like if i'm creating documents and I'm putting them up in iCloud Drive, then I'll be able to grab my phone on the run and show somebody something or or share it with somebody or whatever. And the integration um, right now does not exist. Well, I mean, people can make Windows whatever, but (laughs) I see them as compartmentalized, okay? Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Go on about that, just to, to comment on, on Cliff's statement there. Yeah, it is true. I didn't put a Mac officially on the holiday gift guide. I did reference it on the podcast. And, and it's, you know, again, there's a couple of things there that I'll share. This, this idea of the Mac versus, you know, of course, it's entirely personal preference. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I do the iPad. I use the iPad for everything. Now we have an iMac. We've got a beautiful 27 inch iMac Retina 5K. I mean, it is a powerhouse of a machine, dedicated graphics and everything in it. And do you know when the last time was that I got on that thing? Because I don't. Um, (laughs) um, And and I'm not I'm not saying that to be, you know, I I give praise to God that we're able to get it, but I got it so that I could assist in teaching and I got it so that I could learn. I'm not I don't intend to to use it a lot. Now, I've used it for a few things. There are some things and and sometimes I just get on it for fun so that I can keep using it. You know, it's almost like I I give these things a personification and I don't want to make it too jealous by never using it, you know, but my my son used it for some video editing the other day. I do a lot of my video editing on the iPad, but, you know, he, he wanted to do it on there. And of course, it worked great. Um, but, um, that does bring up a good point about the holiday gift guide that I just want to share, you know, a quick plug with everybody. And if you actually listen to the audio version of the gift guide as a podcast, you, you will hear this in the beginning of it. Um, number one, TTJ, and I just want to share this, uh, very quickly, not not trying to be tacky with advertising or anything, but I really, I think this is important to be said. Um, number one, TTJ is never endorsed by any company and we're not a partner with any company. So I don't have any kind of official status with Apple. For example, when you come to me and you say to me, um, you know, help me to purchase this and you, you pay me to give you premium support and all that stuff. When I place the order, I'm literally going on my iPhone or iPad and I'm going to Apple store app and Best Buy app and target and all of these different places and finding the deals and, and, you know, configuring things the same as anybody else would. It's just that I'm doing the heavy lifting for you. And it's something I enjoy doing. I said with Black Friday, it was like the thrill of the chase with all the customers calling me and trying to find these products, you know? Um, so that, that's important because 
the recommendations that any of us on this team make are are not based upon some kind of contracts or or incentives that we get from companies, you know. Um, and and the second part of that is that everything that we recommend, and I know that goes for for Cliff and Rita as well as myself, and certainly everything in the holiday gift guide is stuff that we pretty much have personal. Either we use it every day, or you know, we know we've researched it to the hilt. We have customers who use it. You know, Cliff could have written, and probably Rita too, but they they could have written this holiday gift guide that I wrote for me, just based on conversation of all the stuff that I've gotten this year, even some of the the fun stuff like the coffee and the air fryer and stuff. You know, it, these are things that I have personal experience with, and I never recommend anything that I don't really, uh, unless, unless there's a category of devices somebody really needs and they've put their trust in me to do the research, in which case I'll make it clear to you, I don't have personal experience with it, but this is what my findings are. So, you know, it's very different. Again, I have tremendous respect for Best Buy and Target and B&H and all these companies. Uh, they really assist me in doing what I do. Um, but that's what is a major difference when you come to us is that what we're recommending to you is stuff that we love, stuff that we're using every single day. And, and so um, I just wanted to put that out there before we said anything else since, since that topic came up. Right. One of the things that I want to talk about before we move ahead, um, um, you can touch on a few more of your products or the, your recommendations, I should say. And I actually have a question about one of them, but the iPhone or the iPhone 12 pro max, um, there are still a lot of great deals going on with carriers. Um, I don't know if this one is still going on, but if you if you have an XR and you're with T-Mobile, they're literally begging you to upgrade to the iPhone 12 mini. That's if you lack the smaller form factor. Now, I will tell you, it is a bit smaller than the, the XR, but it's still a fast, comparable phone. I got one for my son. He had an XR that was paid off, and... It, <laughs> He's uh he got this phone when he was thirteen. It was his thirteenth birthday present. This phone looks like it's brand new. I couldn't believe the condition that this phone was in coming from a teenager that uses it as much as he does. And this phone, like I said, I the, the T Mobile's gonna ask me, they're probably gonna call me and ask me, Are you sure this phone didn't stay in the box? Because that's how good a condition it was in. So, but what they're doing is they're basically telling you. They're going to give you bill credits over the next 24 months for the XR trade-in. I'm sorry, the 10R trade-in over the next two years. All you got to do is pay the taxes, but that's with T-Mobile. I don't know about Verizon and AT&T and what they're doing. Um, With with, uh, AT&T, Matt, are they still doing the uh, big trade-in with the 11s or 10s that you Um, talked about a couple weeks ago? Yeah, as of a a couple days ago, I was... Seeing that they still are, yes, I think they're giving you seven hundred dollars on. So what it is is, it, as long as your phone, your existing phone, and they have a chart of what they actually are worth according to AT and T, and as long as your phone is worth, I think it's like ninety dollars or above, something like that, they will actually bump that up and give you seven hundred dollars for it, uh, and and that that is in the form of bill credits. So you have to finance a new device. Uh, for you know, thirty months or what have you, but by doing that, you entitle yourself to get that device at a fraction of its actual cost because of the seven hundred dollars they're giving you for your previous phone. Yeah, and it's a great device. The 12, 12 Pro Max, the twelve Mini. I've put my hand on all three of them. Um, I have not used the what's the one I haven't used? 
I've used the twelve, the twelve Pro, and the twelve. Yeah, I've used. All, I've I put my hands on all three of them. There's only two of them in my house: the Max and the Mini. But I did at the store get my hands on them. And they all run pretty good. I mean, the twelve and the twelve Pro are pretty much the same, except the twelve Pro has the extra camera and some uh, extra RAM and stuff like that. Supposedly better battery life or whatever the case may be. But they're all great phones. So if you have a a ten or uh, uh, eight plus or eight, and you're thinking about going up now. Mind you, these phones do not have a home button, but the gesture is not that hard to get used to. Um, I started with it back on the the original ten back in 2017, I want to say, and yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, so it, it it literally only took me probably five minutes to get used to the gesture, and to me now it's second nature. Oh but, yeah. I mean, some people aren't as easily taught or easy to adjust. But again, these once you get used to that gesture, everything else is elementary. I mean, it's going to be the same swipes, double taps, um, you know, tie, you know, whatever you do on your eight or whatever you do on any of your iPhones for that matter is going to work on this one with a few enhancements with the back tap and being able to customize certain gestures, um, screen recognitions, and all that other good stuff that Rita knows more about than I do. But I'm just saying that the 12 the series of iPhones are a great, a great series, a great phone to have. And if you consider getting a new phone or maybe even getting one as a gift for somebody or to yourself, you won't be disappointed. Absolutely. I agree. Um, so other than that, I, I just, I'll mention a few other products and we'll take some questions and see what people want some guidance on. Maybe, um, I, I put a couple of, of course, I know they covered already the Apple products, they, you know, the iPad, the iPhone, um, the HomePod, the, maybe the watch, even the Apple TV, which I say even because it hasn't been updated in a while. Uh, and there are rumors that a new one's coming out, whether that's next week or next spring, you know, we really don't know. Um, Apple doesn't discuss that stuff, but um, you know, there's a good possibility you'll see a new one here in the not too distant future. But I don't, I don't feel like you have to wait. The Apple TV is one of my favorite Apple devices. It's one that we use every single day. We are cord cutters. We've done presentations on that here, and it is, um, it's a tremendous device. So you know, and and again, an Apple TV combined with a full size HomePod or two, uh, and you've got your home theater set up locked in. I mean, it, it is it's just phenomenal. Um, some of the other, we did put some home kit accessories. I know Cliff mentioned a couple of them. Um, the, the thermostat and the, uh, he mentioned the low, uh, Logitech, uh, circle view, which is a fantastic camera. And one that I did put on the holiday gift guide. It is, um, it retails for $159. The great thing about this camera. Okay. It is a home kit camera. All right. So it does work with Apple's HomeKit and it works with Apple's HomeKit Secure Video, which is a step up for cameras because that's a, you know, cloud storage, but it's part of your iCloud. So you don't have to pay a separate company and have a separate login. Um, The great thing specifically about the Circle View is that it is designed to work exclusively with the Apple Home app. You don't need any third-party app. It's plug and play. All you do is it scan is. the code and you're yep. done. Yeah, or, right. I'm sorry, you scan the code and pick the room where you want it and then you're done. Yeah, I mean, pick it's the room and, and that's it. That's right. And so, you know, there's no third-party apps to install or accounts to create, anything like that. It is completely plug and play. And uh, it has a motion sensor in it as well that uh, I believe, I don't actually have mine 
uh, ungrouped, but I think it actually can be a separate accessory in the home app. You can actually work with the motion sensor. I know you can work with it individually and, uh, and it has the, um, you know, ability to record and stream two-way audio and that's actually one of my favorite features because whenever we're climbing around in the kitchen somebody always forgets to grab their phone i'm like oh yeah the camera's in here so let's just go pull the string that's actually one of my favorite features yeah yeah it is it's phenomenal because you can just save those video clips anywhere you want to then share them you know do whatever you want so um that's a great uh device from the the gift guide um there's a couple other home just some some kind of fun obscure stuff um, the, the Voco link, which I do realize that if you read the blog post, I spelled it wrong. And it was only when we opened ours up and, and one of the kids told me that I realized it's actually spelled with a C at the end. So it's V O C O and then it's link, but link is L I N C. Um, this is a, the one we have is called the flower bud and it is a little aroma diffuser. Um, and it works with HomeKit, So I can tell HomeKit to turn it on and off. And I can adjust it. I can. Uh, it's got a, a mood light that you can control separately and change the color of. Again, you can use this in all of your scenes and automations. And um, you know, you just put water in it. And the only thing you got to buy elsewhere is the you know the oil if you want peppermint or lavender or whatever. So that's kind of a fun one. I mentioned a couple minutes ago we put some um, some coffee on this on this gift guide, and we suggested to folks uh, if you're looking for a simple, inexpensive um, gift to get for somebody. Uh, you could, you might consider something like a, a gift card to, you know, Grubhub or DoorDash in this day and age right now, or Instacart, you know, that's never been more important. We're going to put together, uh, for my parents, well, we are getting them a HomePod mini because they've expressed an interest in one, but they also are going to get a, um, like a stay at home movie, movie night, uh, bundle with, you know, a, a gift card, an Apple gift card, a Grubhub gift card, and, you know, a few other little things like that, you know, um, and then we also put a, um, I did put a digit. Uh, oh, well, yeah, televisions. Uh, I put uh, the television that we got, and there are plenty of others as well that will do this and, and some that are even more, you know, feature packed and, and larger screens. But uh, I, I referenced the Vizio SmartCast lineup. You could also do this with Samsung, LG, Sony. Um, but the, the nice thing about these TVs is they have built-in screen readers uh, not nearly as good as voiceover, but they'll help you if you need to change inputs or, you know, and, and a lot of them do even have their own apps on them, right? Like Hulu and stuff. We use ours with HomeKit. It's a HomeKit enabled television. So again, when I want to change the input, which we hardly ever do because we use Apple TV, but my daughter uh, has her, it's become her Xbox because my son built a gaming machine now. Uh, so he, she's got her Xbox connected and she'll say to me, you know, switch the input for me and I'll just go into the Apple Home app and I'll do it right there. I never have to interact with the uh, television itself. And so you have uh, HomeKit on the TV, you have AirPlay even built into the television. Uh, so that was another product that I did want to reference real quickly that was on the now, guide. Now, did you have to do something with the actual TV to get it into HomeKit? Yes, you definitely did. Um, the, the first thing you had to do with Vizio, and I assume that most of the other brands probably mirror this in some way, you had to turn it off of the like power saving mode. There was like eco and then there was like a uh, quick start or something like that. I forget what Vizio called it, like a, a fast on off. You had to enable that. That was not enabled by default. And then the second thing you had to do was in the, in the system settings, you had to set, you had to go into HomeKit and enable HomeKit. 
And then it, just like any other HomeKit accessory, it told you to go into your home app and there was a code on the screen and you were able to scan that code and pick the room, you know, same kind of thing as, as setting up any other accessory. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With my Samsungs, I'm pretty sure that they follow it, but I only use one input anyway, and that's my Apple TV. So I never have to switch it anyway. Right. Right. And, and the TV turns on when you, when you wake up your Apple TV anyway. So it's really not a big uh, deal to even need that, you know? Um, So there's a lot of great things. And and of course uh, um, we we even had some digital, uh, digital pianos on there. Uh, One of them, I think Cliff's looking, are you still looking into that Cliff? I'm not sure what happened there. But anyhow, Cliff, are you um, there? So, Matt, what's that? I was just oh, seeing if Cliff was available. Matt, I know you were trying to. I don't know if he heard you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Guess I'll How are we doing on? We well, we have um, thirty-four minutes, so. I, I think. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think let the let the questions direct what else. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let me just give people a quick guide here on your main webinar screen on your phone to raise your hand. Um, you can hit that button. It is star nine on the phone. It's like on the dial of the old standard phone. It is alt Y in the PC, option Y on the Mac. I will call on people and you can ask your questions and uh, these wonderful people from Apple um, <laughs> will, 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 will tell you. I t- yeah. People ask me if I've ever gone apple picking and I used to tell them I've, uh, I've, I've not gone to an Apple store recently. You know. <laughs> All right. That's cute. Let me uh, get... All right. Let me get... Let me get these questions here for you. Okay. So our first is Beth. So Beth, you should be able to unmute yourself. There you are. Hello, guys. Thank you so hi. much, Matt. And hi, thank you, Matt and company, for the wonderful presentation. I have a question about the HomePod. I got to be careful. Think about what I'm saying. I, I almost called it the HomePad in my mind before. Uh, <laughs> uh, does it? I don't think it has the same things that the A-Lady has, right? Like the millions and gazillions of games and like word games and all that kind of stuff, right? There are not really yet a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of that. It, it, is, um, it is expandable through series shortcuts. So the series shortcuts are kind of the equivalent. Well, there's actually two equivalents of the Alexa skills. Uh, one being um, APIs, and that means frameworks that developers can get to make their third-party services work with it. So, for example, it's now possible to play Pandora right on the HomePod just like you would play Apple Music just by asking Siri, you know, once you enable that. So there's that aspect to it, and there are other third-party apps that support that. And then there's also Siri shortcuts, which, again, are a part of the extensibility. Like, for example... I can add items directly to my Walmart grocery list on my HomePod, and it will actually add them and order them if I want it to. And then I just go into the app and you know choose the all the delivery or pick up and all that. So there are definitely Siri shortcuts. Now I don't know that I've really seen many specifically like you're mentioning those kinds of skills, like the word games and stuff like that. I think probably that's still something that will come. Uh, you know, Siri is very different than the others because it anonymizes all the data. It does not support account linking. And that's done on purpose because it's it's a more secure and more privacy focused approach. So, you know, like on, on Amazon, you can link your, um, your, you know, account with whatever it might be, all these different things, you know, to Amazon and, and tie the accounts together with username and passwords. And, and Apple does absolutely none of that. And again, Apple anonymizes all the data. So because of those things, it's been a, a different road um, to get that kind of extensibility 
as part of Siri. And I, I don't personally feel that that's a bad thing, I, you know, it, but it is different. It's just understanding that kind of gives you a little bit of a background why things are in different places. I think you probably will ultimately see that same functionality with, with different types of games and stuff as Siri shortcuts continue to grow. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of where it's at at this moment. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. I really appreciate that. Okay. All right. Our next hand, Mary Ward. You can mute yourself, please. There you are. Oh, I didn't think it was going to be me. Uh, one comment. You guys keep saying that, that, uh, iPod is on sale everywhere and so far. Um, that isn't what I wanted to ask, though, even though I would love to be able to find one that wasn't full price. Every place I go says it's uh, on sale, and it turns out it's the same price it is everywhere else. But um, what I wanted to ask was about this world of small kitchen devices. Um, do you foresee um, things like air fryers and other devices like that coming soon to HomeKit? Um, I have um, it's, fire that my husband, I, I use it by telling my husband I right now because it's just completely inaccessible, even though they say that you have to use this third party app called V-Sync. And I've heard of some blind people getting it to work, but I haven't. Well, uh, so there's a couple different things there that, that you're asking. And I'd like to, uh, since I think we have the time, I'd like to comment on all of them. Um, first of all, the iPad thing, um, you're going to have a hard time now because the um, best sales were Black Friday through Cyber Monday, and there were iPads that were like $70 off or probably more in some cases, but they sold out really, really quickly. Yes, um, I was on there all day and I never got one. Oh, that's strange. I wonder if you looked at like Best Buy, Target, yes. or, or Walmart, because all those, and Amazon too. Um, uh, mainly, actually, mainly Best Buy, but yeah, the other ones mm, too. And they kept yeah. saying they were there, but I couldn't put them in the cart. Yeah, well, right, and and that meant it, but that model was probably was already, yeah, and and that's what it is. They were gone like really, really fast. Probably needed and to do it at one o'clock in the morning. Probably, <laughs> yes. Uh, your best bet now would be if you are. I, I don't know, just off the top of my head, I, I think so, but I don't know if you're in one of our classes. Yeah. Um, yes. You could you could get the educator the education discount from Apple. Now that's rather modest. It's, it's like 5% or something. It's not huge, but it is something. Um, and so you can't do it in the Apple store app. You have to go to store.apple.com and then go pretty far down the page where it says buy a Mac or iPad for education and just click on that. It takes you to the education store. And, and honestly, at this point, Apple is, especially because of everything that's going on. Number one, they're not making you verify. I'm not condoning, lying about it, but they're also very, very liberal about, like, I, I know people who, because they're taking our classes, even though we're not endorsed by Apple, they say, well, you're learning, that's education, so you qualify. Or if you have a a, 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 a student, a, a child, one of your kids is doing even partial online from home, that qualifies, you're an educator now. So lots of ways to get that educator discount from Apple, and they're not going to ask you, they don't care about the story. I don't mean they don't care, but they don't, you don't need to even give them that information. You just go to the store and it's as easy as that. So there are some discounts on iPads and Macs and some of the accessories too. Um, to your second question, if you know of people who are using the air fryer who are blind successfully, I would definitely try to connect with them and see how they're doing that. Cause I was going to say there are some that do have apps. This is an area where I'm actually surprised there hasn't been faster adoption even with alexa because right now he's the i wasn't talking to you <laughs> uh, she uh 
overheard me there. She she's the one that has more of those than anybody of the small kitchen appliances. But even her repertoire is very, very small. And Amazon released a microwave, which we did put on our gift guide because it is cool. But I still feel it lacks a lot of it. I don't think it's even close to what its potential could be as a as a smart device. That's so I keep hearing. This. Yeah. This so I done everything it could do. Oh, not even close. No. So I, I think these things, yes, I think they're going to have to come because I think it's just a natural part of the, the evolution of it. HomeKit has not dipped its toe into kitchen appliances yet. So, you know, there's always iOS, uh, you know, 15 or 16, who know, you know, I don't know. It's definitely possible. Um, but even if they don't, you could, you know, you could look at some of these more and more apps. You know, my parents have a full size, um, oven, you know, an electric range, uh, well, just an oven, their range is separate. Um, and the GE app is fairly accessible and it allows, uh, cause I've even done it and allows me to, you know, set the temperature, be notified when the oven reaches its temperature, turn off the oven, you know, all these kinds of things. So it's there. Um, I'm not sure why the adoption hasn't been quicker. I mean, I would think simple common sense would be, I ought to be able to pick from a list or scan my, uh, QR into my microwave and let it automatically determine the cooking time. But maybe maybe the the developer world and and community feels that that's not saving you any time over just pushing the 30 second button or the two minute, you know. So maybe they have their reasons, but I I have got to believe it's coming. Get on the stick. <laughs> <laughs> it would it would certainly be fun. Yeah, well, because right. this thing is like it runs off a third party app and um it's connected to the phone and it's connected to the uh Alexa, but it won't connect to the air fryer. Anyway, I'll let y'all go. Okay. All right, Beth. Thank you for uh, Mary. I'm sorry. Thank you for that. Um. All right. Our next hand. Uh, a nine one nine. Last three digits are seven three five of your phone number. Your uh, please unmute yourself. There you are. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is a fun topic. But I'll give you three What's your name, by the way? You... What, what's your name, by the way? Uh, this is Debbie from Raleigh. Okay, perfect. Hi, All right, Debbie. go ahead, Debbie. And everything was going cuckoo today. I, I finally had to call into the uh, the phone line that you can listen to the podcast on because my uh, Victor stream kept cutting on and off, and <laughs> it's just been downhill from there. Mm-hmm. But um, I need to get the password reset for the Apple ID. And I've tried to do it on the computer. Uh, I can get the code that they send to go to the iPhone 10R. But when I get the email, by the time I get the email and try to go back to the screen on the computer that has where, where I need to enter the passcode, that, that screen closes. Uh, Side of people can't seem to get it done. And so, you know, once I get past that, I think a lot of things will get easier. And also, I um, switched from two carriers to one uh, for the Internet and TV side of things. So I, ha- so I now have the Apple TV as a result of that. And I, I did get that to work, believe it or not, somehow. <laughs> um, and the other thing is I want to know, is there any advantage in upgrading from the... 10R to the latest iPhone as a totally blind user. I don't give a flip about games except for the ones on the Echo, etc. Whatever. <laughs> you know. So I guess let me see what you can offer in the way of advice and uh, oh, 
Okay, let me, let me take a little stab at this, Matt, before you... Um, sure. Uh, okay, um, okay, the last question first. Okay, the iPhone XR, um, I think, is probably very sufficient for your needs. You do have it updated to the latest software, right? Um, is she still there or has she been muted? Well, um, if she's muted... Um, I would update, make sure, I think the 10R is going to be sufficient for you, the way it sounds that you're using your devices. Um, sorry about the phone call, I think. Um, anyway, <laughs> and, um, okay, and then the, uh, the, the, let's see, her other question was about the password, right? Um, right. Matt, if, if um, when, when they do that, like when you go on to the website, to reset your password and they send a verification to your email. I know it happens in messages, but if she does not open her email, can she go up to that, um, the line above the IONU and it'll say autofill from email password? Will it do it? Do you understand what I'm saying? I think, yeah, I, I think not. I think the, my experience is it's only with messages Message. that that works okay and because we're having a time delay is what the issue is with her is she's getting right. this email password and then she can't get it entered in fast enough and it's timing out on her right and um the suggestion yeah, no, would be well, no, what's happening what, what's happening is that the um i'm doing the id password on the old computer which i won't describe how old but it is old <laughs> so it isn't a matter of timing out it's just closing the the screen that the apple the apple id apple.com is on it, do you, you know, know what web browser that. you're using on that computer yes i'm using um <laughs> my brain just said oh god um it used to be uh internet explorer but it's um it's not Chrome. It's another one. Um, God. Firefox? Oh, or Edge? Firefox. Firefox. Okay, okay. good. Um, so that, that could, the age of the computer, <laughs> the web browser, that could be playing a part in this. Um, if, so is there another way to get this done? I've had sighted people try to get back to the, the uh, you know, where it's got the Apple ID name and, that's good, but then they can't get back to the password field. I mean, even well, sighted people if, can't do it. If they can <laughs> do it from your, if they can do it from your phone, iPhone or iPad would be the most ideal. Um, if and and depending on, I don't know uh, whether you are using two-factor authentication. You know, you um, if nothing else on your iPhone, you could go to Safari. You might even be able to do this from settings. You really should, I would think, be able to, but. Uh, at the very least, you could go to Safari and go to that website, which is like, what is it? I forgot.apple.com, I think is the address. And if you enter your Apple ID, you should be able to do everything from uh, the iPhone. You should not need any other device uh, in the mix. And I think that may help you because I'm fairly, though not 100%, um, but fairly certain that the major contributor to the problem here is just the age of the computer because it likely means that things are not, you know, up to where they need to be. And I'm not sure how well Firefox is working with those websites. I know typically 
on if we recommend to somebody if you have to use Windows to use either Google Chrome or Microsoft Edge. I um, love Chrome. I use it for stuff, and I find it usually accepts things pretty well. Uh, it, on so. the PC, it's going to be yeah. one of your best options. Yeah, I think definitely. so. Mary, you might want to try Okay, well, I'm on the w, iPhone, then I've got um, Chrome, and uh, there's another one that comes up sometimes, but mainly Chrome, I think. So you think Safari might work better on the iPhone? Right. If you... If- on your iPhone, if you just, if you've got a, especially if you've got a sighted person that's doing this, you know, helping you go to whatever web browser, you know, Safari on your iPhone and type, I forgot at apple.com. Mm, okay. Okay. And then put in your, um, your name and, uh, you, you know, your password, right? No, no, I don't. That's the problem. That's, you're I trying don't. to get it to reset. Yeah, I'm trying to reset it. my password. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You put in, so you put in your, uh, your uh, name, your email, right? Yeah. Matt? Uh, and then it will lead you through those prompts and then the person can just switch. Oh, you know, it'll, it'll tell them what to do. You could do it. What he's saying is you could do it on that device on your right. device. I got and, it. And yeah. On that device, I would actually use Safari and not Chrome, because Safari is going to give you the best experience on the iPhone, especially with the Apple website. So I'd go to Safari <laughs> and then add, uh, that's what we just said, I iForgot.Apple.com, and I think it gives you a choice. Did you forget your Apple ID or your password? And so, you know. Can you I also do, do that using a yeah, Bluetooth keyboard that I have with the phone? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So iForgot.Apple.com. Okay. Well, thanks ever so much. Okay. All right, All right we've man, got about, about that. I got a, I got a phone call while you was asking me a question. So. <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> I right, just to give you guys a heads up, we've got about fifteen minutes left now. Um, just to give okay. you, a, we have several hands up here, so let's see what we've got here. Uh, go for it, Viola. <laughs> please unmute yourself. There you are. Oh, I'm sorry, my mother called. I had to answer the phone. I have an iPad 18, and. It's a it's a really good I have I have no problems with it. I'm considering buying the 20 and then I want want to keep it like for like you said earlier for the next 5 years or right. whatever. Um do you think there's that much difference between the 18 and and the one for this year? Um with cameras what, uh, or processors or are we talking, pro? Or are we talking Pro? Yeah, the... Pro. We're talking oh, about the iPad oh, that's Pro. A, that's a very comparable machine. I wouldn't even. Yeah, I no. wouldn't even get the. I wouldn't even get the twenty. The only reason that I got it this year is because my eight twenty eighteen was Wi Fi, and I wanted Wi Fi with cellular. Of course, a week after I bought it, the pandemic hit, and we had to stay home anyway. So I could have stuck with my twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. So, but no, your twenty eighteen is very, very, very good. I, I, if it was me, I would keep it. I wouldn't even get the twenty twenty. There's really no yeah. difference except a bump in the speed processor, which is going to make no difference to what voiceover and the average user does. Right. Matt can comment on that. Even, but I'm, right. No, well, yeah, I, right. And it's, it's not even the processor. It's just the graphics a little bit. It, the processor is actually the same. Uh, and, it, and that LiDAR camera, uh, LiDAR scanner. Uh, but, yeah, in the pros, I, I would agree with Cliff 100%. If you were talking, um, uh, if you were talking, the, you know, the basic what they consider – uh, you know, the uh, iPad sixth generation to the eighth generation, I would say definitely do it, uh, but not not in the pro. I, I don't. Yeah. Well, thank you, because I I only do it if the battery is, uh, you know, if they have uh, better battery life or if they do the change the processors. Those are the things that I look at when I upgrade. 
And I, I'm like you, I upgrade every phone every year because, I don't know, because I, I can because of my Verizon plan and things that I can do. I can mm-hmm. do the early upgrade, but, but the iPad is different so i yeah the you. ipad i would i would definitely stick with the one that you got it's this if i mean if you had some sight and you like the graphics because you can use the zoom that they have on there i'd say okay go for it but no the the 2018 is just fine okay great no i'm totally blind so that wouldn't help me at all okay thank you guys no problem thank you see see rita matt just told you to upgrade your six to an ace <laughs> <laughs> yeah that <laughs> all right um we have Elizabeth Roth, if you could unmute yourself, please. There, there you go. Hi. Oh, well, I Hi. appreciate this topic and you guys, and I've signed up for some classes now, and I'm really um, excited for this. I wonder if you could um, address something that happened with me. So I, I have an older iPhone, uh, MacBook Pro, and it's, uh, I think, El Capitan from like 2018 or 16. And I got a recall from Apple that um, they were calling the battery and they wanted me to send it back to Texas. So one question I would have about how to empty it out. But before that, right before, right after they did that, my notes disappeared. And um, they seem to be on the iCloud still, thank God, because um, I'm really new to this and, and the vision loss and everything. And I didn't really ever know how to back anything up, but it's there. And I'm wondering, can it, um, obviously I don't want to bring it down to the, and I'll be getting a new, I think I just get a new MacBook Pro because um, that's probably old enough anyways, right, to renew or upgrade or get a new one. I would think so. Yeah, there's going to be lots of benefits. There's several years out, you know, yeah. (laughs) So so the, um, are you happy with the new MacBook Pros? I mean, should I just stick with that rather than... uh, we haven't gotten them yet, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, but rather than what, what would your other option be? Yeah, I know exactly. That's because I well no, I'm, but I'm actually asking that seriously because again, you know, I know at least Cliff and I, and and you know, we're all family here, and that means sometimes uh, we disagree, <laughs> and, and and every time we disagree, we make sure to pick on Rita about it very relentlessly. Oh yeah, but, boy, is that the truth? What? <laughs> But, you know, I know that Cliff and I would both say, because we told it to another student a week or two ago, if we had to pick just one device to get right now, we would both pick the iPad. And whether it's the eighth generation or the Air or the Pro, you know, that's a separate discussion. But we would both pick the iPad hands down over the MacBook Pro any day um, because we both believe that that is able to do everything and more. And, and it, you know, if you combine that with a nice keyboard, um, whether it's Apple Smart Keyboard or Logitech Folios or, you know, one of these things, you've got a laptop experience. Man, I think you got- really like rattling my cage when you recommend that Apple Smart Keyboard. I really I, think I you just, do. I just, like to, I just like to get that in there just so you'll comment. That's right. I, I, I hate the, that the, thing. The Logitech, the Logitech one is great, too. It really is. It's a fantastic keyboard and, and actually has more features than the Apple one, Cliff. So, anyway. <laughs> so but, you know, my, my broader point being that if you do, you know, if you are uh, open to that idea, that's another way to go. Well, and if you, but if you're a Mac user and you yeah, are doing it, I was about to, I was about to ask, are you signed up for our Mac class a month with the Mac in January? Yes, I am. I just did it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so oh, okay. I, I would, I would replace the Mac computer because you're used to using the computer 
and you know thank goodness due to files you know just uh, you want to know how to back up what you've got right before you send that computer to texas right right and so okay, i so just, go ahead well no, are you go, yeah go ahead and i'm sorry what was your name again is that that notes just i know that the, the, it obviously was malfunctioning that's why they were they recalled it right but that the notes just disappeared and i just have no, that, know, that actually happened. That actually happened to me too. Mm-hmm. And what Apple, yeah, what app, and it happened like a year or so ago. And I was using El Capitan, but it, it it's something. Sometimes that these devices don't talk to each other. But thank God, you like you said, they're they're in the iCloud. And when you get your replacement or you decide to get a new Mac, when you sign into iCloud, they should download. And I did have that same issue on my my iPhone, but when I got my new one, all my notes came down like they were supposed to. So. So I'm worried, like, is, is there a time limit on that of how long it can stay in the cloud without no, you? No, no, no. As long as you have the no, space, no, no, no. they're going to stay there. That's their permanent home, really. Um, oh. do right. You so have- when you, for those who are, uh, just just to clarify, okay, there's iCloud Drive and then there's there's uh, there's apps that back up like notes, okay, to iCloud. And you want to make sure you have that turned on in your settings. It should be automatic, but sometimes things get disabled, people turn stuff off. But when when you create a new note, you want to make sure it's a note that's created that will share with iCloud. Not sometimes you can create notes that are just on your device itself. Okay. Well, by and, by default, that's actually turned off. You actually have to turn that on. So if they're right. just creating so, a note, then it should automatically go to iCloud. Right. And that's see, that's the beauty about all this stuff. It's yes. stored. So then when you get a new Mac computer, it'll come in. Now, okay? let me ask you this. Uh, what was your name again? I'm sorry. I didn't... Oh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Okay. Because uh, I had a couple of questions for you. But right now, the one I want to ask you is, do you have... Um, iCloud, do you pay for iCloud storage or are you just using the free five gigabytes? No, I think it was just the free. Okay. Do you have an external hard drive of any sort or a network drive or anything like that? Yes. Okay. So if you have an external drive, you could use Time Machine and create a backup of your Mac that's actually going to put the exact same thing on your new Mac apps, layout and everything. But if if you're using iCloud as extensively as you can, which might possibly require an upgrade, but the first price tier is only 99 cents a month. So it's not, you know, a huge thing. Um, If you're using iCloud as much as you can use it, might not even need Time Machine because when you set up that new Mac, your notes, your calendar events, your contacts, your photos, music, books, TV shows, apps, even your um, documents, as long as you save them in iCloud Drive, are going to be there on the new Mac. So, oh, so you know, should I wait? I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Which then no, no. should I wait? Hold on to this iPad, the old one, until I get the new one and just transfer it. Kind of is that what you're saying? Well, I don't even think you need to. I don't okay. even think you need to either. Either through iCloud or through Time Machine, you can do everything ahead of time. So if you're going to go the iCloud route, just make sure you are saving all of your documents on iCloud Drive. And well, let, well, let me I, ask. You I this. stopped using it completely as soon as that happened. I got panicked, so I just I haven't used it since because it, one, it one thing I wanted to mention because you know ACB really cuts us off at three thirty is to make oh, sure okay. that you have is to make sure you have our contact information. That, that way we can talk to you about too. this next yeah. expensive. Thank yeah, because we may we may have other hands, and I know we have to end at three thirty. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, you got so, five minutes you, left. So and okay, such. perfect. So. So let's take another question. And what we'll do, Elizabeth, is um, before we close, I'll give my contact info. 
and Cliff's contact info. And if you will take that information down and get Well, you don't have any other hands. So if you guys do want to talk for a minute, you know, you can. There's no hands up at present. Um... Okay. Okay. Well, I still think it would be the best route to, to now a couple things. You mentioned you signed up for that month for the Mac class, month with the Mac class. I want to have you do me a favor and send me an iMessage afterwards anyway, because technically closed the registration a good while ago. But I mean, you're welcome to join. I don't mean it that way, but I want to make sure your registration went through and I don't want to, I I don't want to forget. So when when we give the contact information, if you'll get in touch with us, um, we will, you know, verify your registration. And then the other thing is that the offer um, both free and paid support. And, and along the free lines, we, um, we have these virtual help sessions every Tuesday and Thursday. And so if you were to come in to a virtual help and every, session, and every other Saturday and every other Saturday, that's right. Yes. And so if you were to come into a virtual help session and ask this question about the Mac, we could give you uh, considerably more time, you know, walk through what some of the best options are both from a purchasing perspective and from how to back this thing up and, you know, make sure that it's, it's where it needs to be. Right. And if you're going to go the cloud route that for iCloud to, you know, to back up stuff, Elizabeth, you, you're going, I, you're, you should consider purchasing iCloud storage from yeah. Apple at the 99 cents a month, at least because that five gigs is, doesn't go very far. Okay. You know, uh, so, you know, you, it'll burn up really quick. Okay. You know, and, um, so I would get that 99 cents a month to, to make sure that you've got room in iCloud to back up files and notes and, and so forth from your Mac. I didn't realize it was only five. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and 99 cent will give you 50 gigabytes. It'll give you 50 gigabytes. Oh, great. Oh, so wow. my, right. my know, contact like, info is S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P at iCloud.com. And that's for anybody who's on here. Um, if you want to get on a Saturday help session, email list, or, you know, get on the, the TTJ.net blog. It's T-T, I'm sorry, T-T-J Tech. Goodness, Matt, could you pick something easier? <laughs> 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 and, that, and that's Tango Tango Juliet tech t-e-c-h dot net subscribe to the blog you'll get a confirmation email if you're doing it on the phone come on Rita give us the instructions <laughs> if you go to <laughs> ttjtech.net on your phone hit the exp- menu button at the top it'll open it up it'll expand it so you can swipe down to uh, sign up by email follow the blog by email you put in your name and your email and hit submit and then reply to that email so it knows you're not a robot. Okay. And Correct. so you're signed up on the blog then. And then and in the meantime. Al- and you can also oh. um, uh, subscribe to the Stir It Up blog. It's, it's, it's same spelling, stirredup.com. If you want to email or iMessage, just change the .com to at iCloud. And I take e- iMessages or email, but you'll get a faster reply with iMessage. That's right. And, and if you have absolutely no desire to talk to him, you can, no, I'm just kidding. You can, <laughs> you can uh, but, but we do give all three. We have uh, oh Cliff and, and I, as well as uh, one of our other team members, Stephanie, we all do iMessage support. So stir it up with a U at iCloud.com. Uh, mine is the tech juggernaut at iCloud.com. The word the, T-H, and then tech, T-E-C-H, and then juggernaut, J-U-G-G-E-R-N-A-U-T at iCloud.com. And then finally, Steph, who is not here with us today, 
but who really is just fantastic as well. Uh, she uh, has a, um, she also does iMessage support for us. And that is the word, it's just her name, Stephanie, just like you would usually spell it. Uh, .ttj, stephanie.ttj at iCloud.com. So you can email or iMessage any one of us. Uh, we do prefer iMessage. Um, and, you know, sometimes we get busy with other requests and family and all that stuff. So, you know, if we don't respond to you right away, don't hold it against us. Just, you know, if you haven't heard from us uh, as quickly as you'd like to, send us another message and remind us to get back to you. And, you know, we eventually will. All right, that's uh, you guys are uh, out of time. Um, okay, so I want to thank you all for coming into the webinar. Thanks for the great Apple buying guide for the holidays, and I, I guess you'll be back next week. Well, all right, yeah. we will. Thank you so much. All right, thank you all for coming. It Thanks, was great yeah. to have you okay. all here, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for all your questions. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.